week's episode is brought to you by Support the Mountain's Herbal Parasite Cleanse. This formula targets the small and large intestinal tracts and larvae, the most broad-spectrum formula available today. 100% organic, formulated by Dr. Mikio Sanki, author of the Esoteric Acupuncture Series. For 10% off your first bottle, visit shopyogahub.com and use the coupon code CLEANSE at checkout. Hello and welcome to YHTV's Magical Medical Tour. I'm Christina Suzuma and here with me is Dr. Glenn Woolman. Hi, Christina. Hey, Dr. Woolman. It's that time of the year again. Yeah, when we celebrate our health tips. Uh, this is a great uh, show for me because we always get into the focus of the educational parts of what each speaker talks about. But part of our show is about the heart and soul of the speakers also. And when we go to the health tips, it really seems to combine the heart and soul of the speaker and also the education. And the health tips are sometimes so profound and and really interesting and helpful that this is one of my favorite uh, shows. And we hope that all of you take some time to listen to this and really enjoy it. You will learn a lot from it. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's like it's like taking the whole year and combining it into one show. <laughs> right, it's great because it reminds you, and then sometimes you get excited and want to go back and look at the show. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, on on that note, let's begin. Pace is what I really want to talk about, and the ability to develop a skill modulating your pace. Mm. And the first thing that is required in this, and this is actually, in a way, my health tip for today, is to look at yourself and be able to analyze yourself and what pace you usually run at. And when I say run, I don't mean the actual act of running. I mean just the act of existing. So when you're walking, when you're talking, when you're eating, all of these things What pace are you working at? When you're sitting at a table, are you the first one finished with your meal while everyone is still on the appetizer? When you're walking, are you ahead of everyone or behind everyone? When you're talking, are you talking so fast that people aren't understanding? Are you talking so slow that people are (laughs) falling asleep when listening to you? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm told that I should speak faster on this show. So, <laughs> That's okay. We can just speed you up when we're listening yeah, to it. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. But the, the, the first aspect is to recognize what pace you naturally travel at. I remember once I was with a friend of mine during my internship. He was a uh, he was my chief resident, and he was uh, he was a former track star in high school in college. So naturally, he was one of these people that walked really fast. And we were walking one day in the city, and we were going to a restaurant that I was uh, going to introduce him to that he had never been to. But because he walked so fast, he was about 15 (laughs) feet ahead of me. (laughs) So I, I yelled up to him. I said, hey, where are you going? And he looked back at me and said, I don't know. I'm just following you. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. So, uh, so you have to first recognize what pace you're at. And then you always hear people saying slow down or speed up or do something like that. What I'm uh, promoting here is to learn the skill 
of modulation. So if you're walking at whatever pace you're at, recognize it. And then sometimes if you're with someone who may not be able to walk as fast, recognize that and learn how to walk slower for a little while and just enjoy it. If you're walking with someone who's faster than you, then pick up the pace a little bit. Same thing with eating, talking, and everything else that you do. And the reason I talk about modulation of pace is that especially when somebody gets sick or injured, most of the time it's walk it off, get back to work, you know, get back on the court, get back on the field, do this. I don't agree with that. I think that when you get sick or injured, it's time to slow down and allow your body to heal. So if you have the skill of being able to recognize your pace and then have the skill of being able to modulate it slower or faster, in these particular cases, knowing that slowing down is a good idea for a little while so that you can heal better, that's what I want you to start thinking about. Recognize your pace and learn how to modulate it. If you can imagine, Christina, working in an emergency department, so here I am at any given moment, uh, the emergency department, and in some cases, there are some emergency departments that are always busy and always full. But in many cases, in rural areas and small towns, you may find places where the emergency department may have nobody in it for a certain amount of time. And then uh, the pace picks up a little bit, and you have two or three or four people in it. And then all of a sudden, you can go from having nobody in there to getting a call from the paramedics that there's been a, a collision with a bus, a school bus, and uh, two other cars. There's 50 kids coming in that are going to be of various states of burns and injuries and everything else. And you have to ramp up and modulate up to a higher speed to work with that. Mm -hmm. But once that's over, you don't want to remain at that speed anymore. Mm -hmm. So you need to be able to recover and modulate. So the, the sooner you learn the skill of recognizing your pace, recognizing your natural pace, and then learn to modulate up or down at various times, that's my health tip for today. Mm, love it. So mm. there's a big bumper sticker that said, speed kills. <laughs> And in actuality, there's a very good chance that the faster you're going, be it in a, in a car uh, or running or going through uh, you know, an airport, the more chance you have of slipping, injuring, hitting someone else, causing problems. So if you're always moving fast, it's a good idea to recognize that and learn how to modulate and slow down. Mm -hmm. Good point. And I, there you go. I, I, wish, I wish I'd taken that to heart many years ago. <laughs> but since then, I've learned to modulate. <laughs> Dominique, we're coming to the end of our show, and at this time, we always ask our guest for a personal health tip, something that uh, would benefit all of us. Do you have something for us? A personal health tip. Sounds like you've given uh, a whole bunch of them already. Yeah. Uh, well, if I had to just reach out, I, I'm thinking of things that are important to me. And I know, you know, when the dust clears after the day and I get home, uh, it's really important for me uh, to connect with those that uh, I love 
And whether that be your significant other or your pet, or in my case, both. Uh, so <laughs> I, I like to go for uh, long walks like at night. And it's, it's a really good uh, way for me to wind down, get exercise at the same time and kind of connect with nature. And uh, that downtime, the more hectic our lives become, the more essential carving out time for that downtime becomes more important. So uh, people need to take time to reflect on things, what's important and to just get outside and, and embrace nature and embrace, you know, relationships that are really important to them. Beautiful. Christy. Deb, let's start with you. Do you have a health tip for us? Sure. So, uh, yeah, in contradistinction to, uh, the discussion of, um, end of life, I would say one of the things the medical community does very well is preventative medicine. And so um, getting your mammogram, getting your colonoscopy, doing these things that uh, we don't exactly enjoy doing. However, um, what is it? An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. So that's my, my tip. That's very good. Uh, we like that. You know, I always think that we should be uh, promoting prevention. And <clears throat> even for the point, I, and it comes back to the concept here, compassion and choices. Mm-hmm. So even if you get your colonoscopy or your mammogram and there is something positive uh, in any way, you still have choices. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just because you get some kind of a diagnosis does not mean you have to do something with it just because that's out there as part of the medical community, the therapies and the technology. Uh, Cecily, how about a health tip? Well, you know, here I am, I feel, you know, two doctors. And so I'm, I'm not going to, um, I can't compete with you guys on health tips, but, um, (laughs) a life tip. (laughs) A a life tip for me is, uh, always, um, make time for yourself. Mm. You know, give yourself time to turn off and, you know, off of your computer, off of your phone, off of technology, um, just to connect with yourself. Um, It's so important for us to be because we can become untethered uh, and and we don't do any make any good decisions or um, do well in our relationships when we're not uh, grounded. So. We're speaking with Tim Patterson, a licensed uh, family uh, counselor and marriage and couples therapist. We're coming near the end of our show, Tim, and Mm. we wonder if you have a health tip for us. You mentioned it earlier. Wow. Yes, I do. (laughs) I'm really excited about this. Yeah. So it's so simple, you know, really. Uh, I stopped eating wheat. Oh, good. Yeah. Not easy to do. (laughs) But I stopped eating bread and pasta and cereal uh, you know, cakes and pies and all that wonderful, good stuff. And, um, I've lost, um, 14 pounds over the last, over the last four, I've done, been doing this for a little over four months now. And that in combination with, a with a weight training and a, um, an enduro training program, um, I've lost, you know, basically what they call the wheat belly, which is, uh, which is terrific. And I feel good. And my wife's loving it. Oh, so, fantastic. So that's my health tip. Excellent. We're speaking with Dr. Hyun Bae, an orthopedic uh, spine specialist, medical director, and education director at Cedar sinai 
Spine Center in Los Angeles. We're coming to the end of our show and wondered if you have a health tip for us. Sure. Um, health tip. Well, I think for your axial spine, you know, you, you really want to be cognizant of it. Be respectful of the spine. It really holds you up every day and makes you a human, right? <laughs> <clears throat> it makes you very unique. I think if I had a health tip, really, core stabilization is so important, okay? Being of normal weight, you know, try to exercise. Try to get aerobic exercise to get your oxygen tension up. And it's so easy. You only need about 10 to 15 minutes, three to four times a week of getting your heart rate up into about the 80 to 85% range of max heart rate. And that will do a tremendous amount to supply the spine with oxygen. And that's not very difficult to ask. The second thing I think is <clears throat> support of the spine. And I think maybe a health tip would be is that every time you walk through a doorway, okay, take two seconds and contract your abs, mm. contract your core muscles, okay? Mm. And if you do that every day, if you can remember to do that every time you walk into a doorway, you'll probably do about 100 to 200 sit-ups a day. And if you can really do that, that's a good way of just supporting your spine and just reminding yourself that, hey, you know, I've got to keep the thing that's holding me upright in good condition. We're speaking with Dr. and Master Zigong Sha, a world-renowned author, spiritual and soul healer, and humanitarian. I wonder, as we come to the end of our show, even though you've given us many health and healing tips, do you have a tip for us? Yes, uh, I have a tip. It's a two song, uh, two number, one and a nine. You know, one, nine, one, two, three, one, nine. One is a chant, E, Y, I. Everybody chant with me, E, E, e. e uh, yeah, E, yeah. One, Y, I, E, number one. Nine is a Joe. You're some man's name called Joe, J-O-E, Joe. Follow me, Joe. Joe. Joe, Joe, yeah. Joe, number nine, vibrates in the abdomen. E number one vibrates the head. In ancient wisdom, you know, everybody think about the senior, your parents, your auntie, uncle, some very good friend. When they are old, they before transition, they cannot control the urine incontinence, cannot control stool, old people hard to walk because the lower parts of the body no energy. Therefore, chu, chu, chu vibrates the lower part. And the people, you know, hypertension, brain bleeding, phlegm, too much blocking in the head. Their e, Joe, uh, mood energy go down. Uh, you drive the car. E, Joe, E, Joe, E, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have the tip. I have two lawyers. One is in Toronto, one is in Vancouver. They had the constipation. Take a fiber coffee. Uh, I said, drive the car. E, Joe, E, Joe, E, Joe. <laughs> e, Joe. Buy a bottle just, uh, just by one week. No more constipation. A lady said, Master Shah, it really works. I said, how it works? He said, I have constipation. I went home. I did a E, Joe, E, Joe. I have not responded yet. <laughs> my husband responded right away. I said, what happened? He said, my husband has a diarrhea problem. <laughs> 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 Dr. Shaw, now, now, now I'm really uh, confused because I'm not sure 
I've taken over. I think <laughs> aside from the imitation of the child and the imitation of the soul, I think your your rendition of the constipated attorney is the best for me. <laughs> I, I like that one the best. And this is the time where we ask our uh, guests for a health tip. Do you have something for us today? Well, yeah, I, I, I've been thinking about how we can share something that really points back to the fact that the stresses that a patient brings to the operating room uh, is something that only can work against them. So anesthesia is really about doing our best job in a healthy setting to alleviate the stress of not only the social situation, the fear of a diagnosis or, or a previous experience, but alleviating stress is something that takes time there, Glenn. And mm -hmm. so the time well spent in the preoperative interview is one part, but the time spent afterwards to chill out a little bit mm -hmm. uh, really requires one to take time to, and what I told you I was going to come up with something to act as a segue to our next show, take time to smell the roses. We're coming close to the end of our show, and we're speaking with Dr. David Tresmer, a anthroposophic psychologist and author. And it's time to ask for a health tip. And although it sounds like almost everything you've said has been a great tip, do you have something special for us? I won't uh, accept the yes, by the way. <laughs> I had to be brief in at least one of my answers. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, I, I do. I actually feel that you three have created a, well, three. I mean, there's the, the, the empty slot is me today. But the, the two of you have created, plus this third slot, uh, a medium. And that uh, my health tip would be for people to watch it. And I actually, I, I really feel that. I think you've done a really successful job of creating a format or a uh, platform where people can speak forward. And, you know, I've done interviews in a lot of places and I've really appreciate the quality of your questions and the, uh, the, the quality of your listening. Now that is something that I would recommend. So I'll do it right here. That's a health tip. Listen in. <laughs> well, that's a great health tip. With Dr. Jeff Block, a horticulturist, master gardener, and oh yes, anesthesiologist. And it's time for a health tip. Do you have one for us today? Well, I'll tell you that the anesthesia and the plants, it took a lot of school, Glenn. And it was stuff that I was schooled by by family for the plants. And then between undergraduate chemistry degree and then medical school and then internship, residency, fellowship before 25 years of schooling and clinical practice, all that took a lot of teachers and so I find that it's actually interesting at this stage of my life to realize that it's actually healthy for me to forget lots of the things I may have learned from those <laughs> teachers. That ties in very well with the Maui Wowie also, I think. Absolutely. You'll be able to forget You're that. Welcome. I have one quick health tip and then we'll go. Okay. Uh, this is sort of a, a myth also, and I'll use it as a health tip today. People think it's perfectly safe to uh, lick a wound. You know, you see people that immediately they cut themselves, they put their mouth to the, to the wound. Yes. My health tip, don't lick a wound. 
<laughs> there's lots of bacteria in the mouth, and that you're just introducing bacteria into an open lesion. That's my health tip for today. We're speaking with Angela Enti, a behavioral clinician who is on her way to getting her doctoral degree in special education and autism. Angela, we're coming to the end of the show, and I'm wondering if you have a health tip for us. I do have a health tip for you. <laughs> Boy, it's that works of, well. <laughs> it's kind of a two-step process. Um, okay. Number one, number one, I believe um, to live life to the fullest, you have to live your life in moderation. And you have to be in the moment. So my idea of that is, you know, you go big one day, well, the rest of the week, you kind of do things a little bit lower or slower or, you know, do things, you know, you can't eat cheeseburgers and French fries every single day of your life, but maybe every other month or something like that, you know, mm. moderation, moderation is the key. And the concept of living in the moment, oh my gosh, that's the one lesson that having type one diabetes for 38, almost 39 years, um, has given me. It's the gift it's given me, living in the moment. I am always in this moment because whatever my blood sugar is right now is where I'm at. So <laughs> That's great. That's really good. Very nice. We're speaking with Jeffrey Schwartz, a board-certified physician assistant working in New York, and he's on the front lines of uh, helping people with mental disorders, mental illness. And Jeffrey, we're coming close to the end. Do you have a health tip for us? Uh, I would say be mindful. Um, try to have a balanced life, including understanding relaxation. And remember to connect both to people around you and with yourself. Uh, as well as with your environment. That's what I would say. Uh, connection, that's very important. We're speaking with Dr. James Lake, an integrative holistic psychiatrist, and we're coming to the end of the show. James, do you have a health tip for us? My health tip would be individualized, depending on where your viewers are in life, what would be appropriate for them to change or not and lifestyle. And I would go back to earlier comments about lifestyle prevention or optimal wellness through changes in lifestyle. Keep it simple. Reevaluate whether you exercise enough, whether you manage stress adequately, whether your diet is healthy. Um, I forgot to mention sleep. Sleep is fundamentally important. If on looking at your lifestyle, you find during that review that you don't exercise at all, that a simple walk for 10 minutes twice a day would help you feel better physically and mentally. Think about doing that. If on review you notice that you're not eating well, you're eating junk or not eating adequately, think about that. Think about how to shore that part of life up, shore up that part of life so that you're eating better day to day. If you're not managing your stress, and you're dealing with overwhelming stress day to day, obviously that should be your focus. And you can approach that with a simple exercise, deep breathing, sitting quietly for 10 minutes twice a day. All of these things will bring you much further toward optimal health. We're speaking with Scott Spaulding, uh, a gentleman who is willing to take us on his journey through his cancer 
uh, therapy and treatment, and we're looking forward to the time when you can reschedule that trip to Africa. But before that, do you have a health tip for us, other than the tips you've given us already? I have, I have not one, but two. Um, Whoa. I have, uh, you know, when we were talking about this show, it made me sort of think about the whole process. And, and I think a good, um, you know, analogy or metaphor could be to think about, for anybody who's facing something, uh, you know, serious and that requires treatment, to think about, you know, the medical process as a river. You know, water is obviously uh, critical to life. But if you think about a river... And the river being the, the medical uh, process that we have, certainly in this country, I can't speak to others, but you have a couple of choices. You're going to be in that river, and that river is going to at times control you, um, but it would be helpful if at times you could control the river. So one way to think about going through this whole process is as uh, a leaf or a twig that's thrown into that river. And that river is, takes that twig wherever it wants to, through the shoals, through rough patches, ultimately out to the, uh, maybe it's discarded on, on a beach somewhere in, in part of the river. But it carries that where, wherever it wants to go. The other way to think about it is to be, in, to be yourself in that river. Either you're swimming, you're in a kayak, but you can guide yourself um, to, in different directions. And at times you may even be able to go upstream if you're strong enough. And so... You know, I've chosen the path to try to have as much control I can over my health care and treatment process in this whole thing. So, you know, different things will work for different people. But if you sort of take a broad look at, at what's, what's going to be happening to you over the course of your treatment process, um, you can sort of, I think, go in one of those two ways. And I would certainly advocate for having more control over the direction that you're going rather than having the river control you and, and sort of do what it wants to you. So um, that's sort of a broad way to look at it. The, the second thing I would say is much shorter, and that's uh, the extreme importance of having a positive attitude towards mm. everything when mm. you're going through this. Beautiful. And so you really have to just be positive and think positively. And I would say that although... I think I was a, generally a pretty positive person before this. Uh, I, I've made a very conscious effort to be far more positive, to reduce any sort of outside stress factors, uh, because, again, stress is destructive, and you just have to eliminate it to the extent that you can. So I would say just be as positive as you can and think about everything every day, every minute of every day, how you can be positive about something that's coming in uh, rather than negative. Mm. Mm, take a breath mm. on that and let that flow to everybody. Well said, Scott. Lily, we're coming towards the end of our show right now, and we wonder if you have a health tip for us. Um, yes, I actually have one, although you mentioned it right now, um, something about stress. I really, truly believe that I heal myself mainly by changing my mentality and my thinking um, about stress. Stress is something that we need um, in a small amounts to motivate us. And there are many studies that talk about it. Um, I actually talk about it in my book. There is a whole set, and um, I even mentioned the books and the links and the doctors that I refer to because I didn't understand stress. I wanted to know what it was. Um, and 
And then I did a whole research about it, and I noticed that I was still stressed out more than what I needed it. <laughs> so, man yeah, managing the stress was one of the major things to, oh, my God, like, I'm so normal now. And, uh, yeah, I was not normal. I didn't know. I was running at 100, you know, miles per hour all the time. And uh, we don't need to. We have biorhythms, and we have rhythms that are ex very, very important for stimulating the natural biorhythms in our, in our body. So when, when we have, when we picked up that and we manage our nervous system, we help the immune system. So mm -hmm. when I learned that, that the immune system, the nervous system keeps an alert, the immune system, I was like, uh oh, I cannot do that. I have mm -hmm. to calm down so that my, my immune system relax and can work and is not spending too much energy you know, because it spends energy. So I realized I needed it to do that. And um, that's probably what I can tell people is be aware of where are you at? How are you circulating in a daily basis? Are you moving at and running at 100 miles per hour? <laughs> or are you um, overstressed out when you're trying to fall asleep and you're thinking too much? That's not normal. So observe yourself observe your nervous system and help your immunity by calming down. Now, there are foods that help me to calm down. And if you guys use whole, pure, nutritional, organic foods, you will be much better off in managing stress than if you are not. Thank you for that. You know, Christina, I, I love our health tip part of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Since we're so interested in nutrition all the time, I thought this would be a kind of a cute little quote. But it, it like everything else, you know, when you listen on its superficial value, it's cute. But when you look at it with more depth, uh, it starts to make you think about things. So here's the quote, and here's the health tip. When you squeeze an orange, orange juice comes out because that's what's inside. When you are squeezed, what comes out is what's inside. <laughs> oh, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Uh, I really like that. I was hoping you would. And oh, I hope, yes. I hope that all of our listeners and viewers like that and learn from it because, you know, and but unlike an orange where it's always going to be an orange, uh, if you're squeezed and something comes out that you don't like, that's when you can start looking at Dr. Wayne Dyer's uh, advice and change yourself so mm. that what's inside of you is what comes out when you are squeezed. Mm, lovely. Oh, I like that tip. <laughs> <laughs> it's so simple and yet so profound. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, it's one of those things. Very nice. Because we don't want to interrupt your healing time, and you've been so kind to us to offer this uh, interview while you're in your hospital bed, and we're so appreciative of that. Uh, this is obviously strange, but do you have any health tip for us? Well, I think on the last show, you asked for one, I gave you two. I'd like to do that again. One, one is um, for anyone that's facing a major medical challenge, I think, if, especially if you have a partner like I do, anything you can do to try to find humor throughout the entire process will benefit you. I think 
humor is a is a really powerful medicine. And you know, when my wife and I were walking around the ward last night, she was laughing, you know, pretty hard at <laughs> uh, at something, and I don't even remember what it was, but laughing is really really good for you. So to the extent that you can find humor in some of the challenges that are facing you, and there's plenty of it, I can tell you, there's uh, we've laughed quite a bit throughout this process so far. It's it's definitely um, definitely beneficial. And and the other this the, the second tip I'd give you is um, or I'd provide your your listeners and, and and viewers is when you're in a hospital and and you're there for several days and you're recovering from something or facing something. Uh, I think a smart thing to do is to ask the nurses and the uh, medical staff, what, what have they seen that works for other people that have faced what you're facing? Because they've seen, mm. you know, hundreds, if not more cases that are very similar or identicals to yours. And they've seen all kinds of, uh, you know, different success rates. And they may have, they may have tips. The nurse, the CNA may have tips about, what to do, uh, what not to do, uh, to try to make yourself healthier, to try to um, navigate whatever it is that's facing you a little bit easier. Um, to, and and, and they, they know, you know, because they see it every day. And so and it'll, it will very likely be something that you've never thought of, uh, but, um, but they, and you and may have never heard of that uh, because, you, you know, you didn't research exhaustively on, on what might be, the best way to handle it, but they see it every day and they might tell you to, you know, breathe more or, you know, do this or, or, you know, everyone knows walking is good for you, but you know, there's our mental exercises, who knows what it is, but, uh, ask and you shall receive, I think from the medical staff. And this could be a third tip. Um, you know, why not, why not try to be the best patient that some of these nurses have ever had? Uh, wow. because yes. when you give, you know, you, you receive as well. And so we certainly, I, I'm, you know, one of the things I've learned through this process is to be grateful and I'm certainly grateful of the nursing staff here and definitely, definitely will be expressing that. And it's not just because I'll be coming back here and I don't want them to remember me in a good way. <laughs> <laughs> Although there's nothing wrong with that part either. You said it. We're talking with Dr. Burton Wagner, a chiropractor who works in network spinal analysis and the Bliss program. We're coming to the end of our show, and we wonder if you have a health tip for us. A health it's uh, you know, I do. The health tip I have, it's maybe not a typical, a typical health tip. Uh, it's not a eat this, um, but it's more, it's a quote. Uh, Howard Thurman um, for me, the health tip is if you are truly being yourself and who you are, you're going to have amazing health. And it's a, it's a quote I heard from, uh, his name's Howard Thurman, uh, African-American preacher, um, that he said, don't ask yourself what the world needs to go do that. Ask yourself what makes you come alive and go do that. Mm. Because what the world needs are people who have come alive. That's really my health tip. Do what makes you come alive because you are going to have amazing health if you have truly come alive and are yourself. That's great. You know, Burton, it's very interesting in our health tips that we always ask. (laughs) I don't think we've had anyone that says eat spinach. (laughs) 
<laughs> eat, eat spinach, eat kale three times a day. Eat kale. It's always no, juice goes, it, juice it. <laughs> that's, right. that's right. It always goes in a different direction. It's always fascinating for us, and we really love that. As you know, as a previous person who was interviewed on Magical Medical Tour, we always ask for a health tip. Now, your whole show has been a health tip, and your poems certainly were very good, but what do you have for us? Well, you know, I, I think that um, I think my health tip was probably uh, summarized by our dear Christina. Um, it's about uh, maintaining a positive um, a positive quality, taking charge, um, being strong, maintaining your energy. It's so easy to go, um, oh, why me, and sit back and let it take over. Um, that's a natural process, I think, that we all go through, no matter what uh, disease we hear about, um, or what happens to us in terms of uh, accident. Um, so I think that it's about uh, grabbing hold, staying strong, uh, trusting those that are working with you, um, being the squeaky wheel, and um, knowing when to pull out the heavy artillery. Sometimes the alternatives are great. They do wonderful things for us. But in, in our culture, in our science, um, it is that combination of the heavy artillery along with the uh, some of the uh, other alternatives that are uh, being explored around our planet. We need to be open and embrace them all. Beautiful. Do you have a health tip for us? I do. Health is wealth. So be happy, be healthy, and take care of yourselves. Mm. Mm. Very nice. Um, Doc, do you have a health tip for us today? Um, I do, and, I, and it, it partly goes to decision-making. Mm. So um, there's a 13th century Japanese Buddhist Zen master. He was a priest, he was a writer, a poet, a philosopher. Uh, his Zen master, Dojen. Mm -hmm. And he, in fact, uh, started his own school of Zen in Japan, and he wrote a number of things, as I said, poet, writer, etc. He wrote uh, many things, and uh, one of them is, and please excuse my pronunciation, but the Shobogenjo, Shobogenzo, uh, and it's basically a treasure of the true Dharma eye, that's what he calls it. And it's a series of articles and his ideas on things. And one of the things he looks at, he has this concept of we're all time beings, we exist in time, and, and time is a being itself. Mm -hmm. And life is made up of moments in time. And there are many of these moments in each day. Uh, and he actually has a number for it. And again, as a Zen master, he doesn't think of time in terms of seconds, days, hours, minutes. But he thinks of uh, it in these certain moments. And there are billions of these moments. And what he says is that in every day, there are many of these moments that you can make the decision to change your will. <laughs> so going along with today's talk about decisions and 
making decisions like that. My health tip is taking that is if you have so many of these moments that are opportunities for you to make changes in your life, use one of these moments to become healthier in body, mind, and spirit. Mm. And what I will add to that is don't just say it. You have to do it. Amen. So, James, uh, we've covered a lot today. We've talked about PTSD, and we've talked about stress and holidays, everything else. We're coming to the end of our show. Do you have a health tip for us? I think a, a simple health tip would be to take a look at how you live your life day to day. Mm-hmm. Um, get a sense in so doing about whether something basic may be missing whether that is uh, exercise, whether that is adequate nutrition, whether that is sleeping enough, whether that is um, perhaps um, being too isolated, not inviting in um, people who can um, be friends, who can be supports, especially at this time of year. So do a self-assessment and um, get a sense from that process about what you can do that's very simple, Uh, that will improve the quality of your life day to day. And then begin to work toward that change. Make that an end-year resolution or a New Year's resolution in the coming weeks. Beautiful. Beautiful, yes. Yeah, thank you for that. Everyone that watches or listens to this show knows at the end of the show, we always ask our guest for a health tip, and I know that people are waiting to hear yours. Well, I think that um, the most important uh, tip that I would love to share with everybody is to um, blood sugar stabilize with your nutrition. And that that was the thing that changed my life. And that is bringing your fats and your carbs and your proteins together. You know, every meal, every snack. So your blood sugar stabilizing, never skipping a meal ever again, especially breakfast. Um, and, uh, you know, of course, healthy versions of proteins, fats, and carbs, and, you know, eating them in certain ratios and eating them at certain intervals. And you'll find that the body will then begin to naturally burn fat because the body no, no longer then will be in a state of fight or flight, and it will be able to be in what's called homeostasis. And when it's in homeostasis, the body then just releases the excess body fat into the blood and utilizes it as fuel. That's what happens. Your brain chemicals are going to start to feel balanced, your hormones. So this is really key to women in menopause, perimenopause, um, you know, people who are in recovery from addictions, my gosh, had I known this years in my early years of addictions, it would have saved me so many years of pain, emotional pain, and also physical pain. So around the holidays, right? Um, let's face it, uh, we're all going to eat a little sugar. (laughs) So my recommendations would be that, you know, let's say if you're having pumpkin pie, just eat Maybe the inside of the pumpkin pie, not the crust. Leave that gluten alone, maybe. And, you know, consider that your carb. 
right? And then never eat that by itself. Just, you know, maybe group it with some turkey or, you know, some kind of a complete protein. Um, the fat would be in that pumpkin pie. So there's your fat, right? So these are ways that you can kind of negotiate and navigate right now through the holidays. Get your sweet tooth on a little bit. Enjoy, but not necessarily feel like you're going to do five, 10 pounds of damage, you know? <laughs> uh, so blood sugar stabilize with your nutrition. And if you do over, you know, indulge around the holidays, do not suddenly go into some sort of a, um, you know, uh, diet mode where you're going to like skip a meal the next day, never skip another meal because that's <laughs> going to help your, by never skipping another meal, your metabolism is going to stay revved and that's what you want. And, um, so yeah, that was Dr. Diana Schwartzbein's, uh, you know, mm -hmm. wonderful, you know, teachings. And there's so much I learned from her. And that's the other thing. Read a lot of books. There's so much to draw from out there. And I recommend just, you know, edu get educated, just keep educating yourself. And, um, you know, it's, it's beautiful. I just never stop because I'm yeah. addicted. I'm addicted. <laughs> As I. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for joining us in this uh, 2015 year of health tips. We hope you've enjoyed them and we'd love to hear from you uh, to choose your favorite one we, we, or your favorite ones in it. And uh, if you would like to know which shows they're from or anything like that uh, and you can't find it, do give us a call and we'll help you look through the whole index of shows that we have. And uh, of course, thank you so much, Dr. Glenn Woolman, for making all of this possible for another year and, and prying those health tips out of those speakers. Please, uh, we invite you to connect with Dr. Glenn Woolman through his website, glennwoolman.com, or follow him on Facebook at The Medical Guide, The Medical Guide. When you watch or listen to any of our podcasts, it would be wonderful if you could like us or pass on the link to others you know that will benefit our shows. And we're always grateful for any feedback and comments. Please give us a call at 818-LET'S-TALK, 818-LET'S-TALK. Until next time, namaste. back. So if you think of it as a column in the spine in the middle, you want to train the, the muscles in the front of the spine and the muscles in the back of the spine and make sure they're very well balanced to have the best result. Beautiful. Pilates does that. Are you, uh, do you work with a lot of Pilates instructors? Yes. I, th I think Pilates is fantastic. Okay. I think it's absolutely fantastic for the core. I also think yoga is fantastic. It's fantastic for the core. The thing about I like about yoga is, is that a lot of times yoga can be done by many ages and it's a lot of isometric exercises.